0: spy by motivation. spy by motivation. Inspired by motivation. Inspired by inspired. I do not hear you, but do you hear me? <laughs> oh, he's here. He is. He, oh, he's fancy. Oh goodness, he is. He is fancy today. can okay, you hear me yes i hear you i hear you Hey, okay, no. oh yeah can you hear me yeah yeah
1: yeah how about how about with this one can you hear me
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: how, how about with this one can you hear me with this one
0: i've got like 30 different
1: oh there we go how
0: oh about... wow whoa
1: <laughs> oh my goodness
0: he said i got 30 different channels of speaking hi that's not it wait no this is the one. Okay. Wow. We're in four K now. All right. Four K audio.
1: Select a speaker. Okay.
0: Wait. 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 Okay. okay. Hold up.
1: Okay. I got my, my. I got my speaker set up. Okay. Can you hear me now?
0: Yes, I can. Okay. We yes, got
1: I it can. all figured out. Yes, I, I got can. like. I got like forty different audio sources here. Now that I've got all these different gadgets and and gears to play with.
0: Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> if y'all didn't know, this is the official Twitch streamer right here. If he did not know <laughs> pro streamer so 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 official with it like it's, it's not even funny like when you see when he comes on he has the, the now playing displayed just started coming up when you come up in there. go got the music lo-fi he's got now <laughs> he got outfit on he's ready to go you're like okay oh, yeah. he is ready he is I, ready uh, pretty We're
1: much ready. It's, it's just from watching other people create content and um enjoying the way that they create content and then applying it to my own content So it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty much just taking what I see from everybody and being like, okay, your content, our uh, Our our content, our comrade.
0: (laughs) We're in this together. (laughs) When I go through death, you guys see me die, but we come back together.
1: Exactly. We're
0: there. You're there. Okay. All right. Well, today is thursday tips where i talk about uh you know advice stuff like that so you got anything you know you need advice on or whatnot this is the the place for it but if you just want to talk about it just talk conversate i'm here for that too It's just like a special week of just being on zoom and whatnot just talking with my my peoples my subscribers my friends my family Hell yeah all, all that you know what i'm saying so introduce yourself to people who do not know who you are
1: hello my name is benedict fox i go by the name foxy benedict on the internet um i uh I went to college with AQ. Um we, oh, yeah. we we went to the same school and that's how we know each other. Uh recently I have started doing uh live streams on Twitch where uh I will be playing video games, uh talking about self-improvement and also talking about politics every now and then and uh just general political consciousness. Uh so uh that's
0: that's what I've been doing. That's what I've been creating. So Okay. Okay, cool, cool. I think just before you, we had Shay that was here. She was she was ta- talking and whatnot, asking I, about I, tips and whatnot. <laughs> I adore that woman.
1: I think that she, she, she is amazing. literally a gift to the world.
0: She is. She is super super amazing all around. Goodness. So, like with your journey through streaming, you know, we started with the um, you know, you went through the goals goal setting and whatnot. What are like some struggles you felt like you you encountered like at first first glance?
1: Uh, first glance was uh just the uh the overcoming the fear of it mm-hmm. uh that was that was the biggest thing was just overcoming the fear of creating something mm-hmm. I think uh was uh was the biggest one because it's like okay what if this doesn't work out exactly how I want what if this uh this this doesn't really f- fit the the mm-hmm. the medium what if um like uh, talking about it, like it's a, like it's a work of art, but like for me, it's, it's, it's (laughs) a creative expression. So, uh, so yeah, it it was mostly just overcoming that fear of, okay, um, I'm putting something out into the world and I want to make sure that it's, it's putting my best foot forward. And I think stepping back and realizing that it's a progress thing, it's an overtime Mm -hmm. thing was, was part of overcoming that fear, I think was, uh, realizing okay yeah i know this week this is what it's like but what can it be like next week and then right. what can it be like the, the week after that and then also looking back on the previous weeks it's like oh damn yeah no 10 weeks ago it wasn't the, it wasn't as good as it is now so kind of acknowledging the growth of it uh and acknowledging the the that it isn't really so permanent it's it's kind of Transformative over time was mm-hmm. really important to like overcoming the fear of it.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Because you started, I was there with you zero, zero Oh and then yeah, now <laughs> you're at <laughs> two hundred eleven, or almost. yeah, like I don't know what it is now.
1: But it yeah, it's like up two. I'm at like two eleven, two fifteen, somewhere yeah. around there. And like yeah, it it was crazy. Uh, because it kind of started out as as just a personal project of me like wanting to hold myself accountable for creating stuff, and um. And yeah, uh, I think the, the fulfillment that I found out of it was that once you start creating stuff, other people who are creating stuff are, are gonna notice you and they're going to be like, oh yeah, no, I, I see this person creating stuff. I could take a little bit of what they're doing and I can give a little bit of what I'm doing in mm-hmm. return. And I think that that's what's so cool about creative spaces and creative people is that it, it, it's like the power recognizes power kind of thing. Right. Creativity recognizes creativity. um if if you are putting something positive out into the world someone is going to recognize that and return it a little bit and so finding the community aspect of it was was major for me was like okay i I just started doing this because i wanted to play video games and i wanted to actually finish them right instead of like getting nervous about it and quitting them because i was going through some like mental shit right but um I didn't expect to find like the community aspect of it Mm -hmm. and find other content creators that wanted to work with me and, and all of that. That was really, that was really cool.
0: Yeah. You make a good point about, you know, the creating aspect. Cause someone, I think Shay, she had just like asked, do you have any advice on like writer's block? Cause as creators, we do tend to have like times where we have those blocks in our mind. Like how do we avoid the blocks and things of that nature? And my biggest like, uh, advice for that was try to find your ideas through things that you enjoy every day. Like for me, maybe watching some anime and I'm like, oh, this scene inspires me to do this or watch this or play this type of game. So like, do you ever experience like creating block of some kind when you're- Oh, yeah. Like, so
1: with live streaming, what you're doing is you're kind of creating that space of going over to your friend's house when you were kids. Right. And- they only have one controller right but they're they're vibing they're playing right and you're hanging out with them and talking and having a good time anyway and they're and like especially if they're they're playing a game that they love and then they're talking about how much they love that game with you it's a lot more fun than going over and watching someone just sit there and play and right. um i i used to do that a lot I, I didn't do that so much with my friends because uh, a lot of my friends had the two controllers, and I would just go over and play right. games. But once I was in, uh, once I was like an adult, and I and I had friends that I would go over and hang out with, and we would just like light up a blunt real quick, and, right. and they would be playing games, right. and we would be talking back and forth, and they would be telling me about the game. They would be sharing an experience with me, and um, so recreating that online with streaming is very much about like sharing your experience of playing the game with other people and them interacting with that so uh the blocks that I found are usually when I find that I'm not having fun playing a game when I'm not having a good time or when I'm like too in my head while I'm playing and not sharing it with other people um so yeah I I find those blocks is like basically when I'm just kind of going through the motions of it and I'm not really being mindful of what I'm doing I'm like yeah, okay. So I'm just I'm here playing this game because I set up to play this game and you're not really having a fun time with it. You're not really sharing an experience with it. You're just kinda of going through the motions of
0: it. Yeah. I remember I remember you playing I don't remember what game it was. I don't know if it was like the or what game it was. Was it Fallout? Was it was it fallout? I think it was Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. We- you were like, You guys think I should just keep doing this little Robin Hood thing? I don't know if I'm feeling it right now. <laughs> Yeah, because like
1: <laughs> I, I know that I enjoy that kind of content when other people create it, yeah. but if, if I'm not feeling a person, it's like when you're at an improv show. Yeah. And you can tell that the people in the <laughs> improv show just don't like the prompt that they're working with. Right. And like either they can they can use that opportunity to rib the 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 concept. They can be mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, no this concept is stupid, so we're just going right. to like kind of rip on The actual concept itself, or they're going to go through the motions of it and not have any fun, and then the audience is just like, "Ugh." Ugh, So, it's very much like that. Of like, okay, so either you can take a game that you don't like, and then you can use it as like a roasting opportunity Mm -hmm. to like create some content with it and like kind of poke jabs and like, "Yeah, no, this shit sucks," but in a funny way. Right. Or you can, you know, try to be respectful of this thing that people like. And then all, the entire time you're just like, oh, uh, but I'm not having fun. So yeah. I think kind of learning when to drop something when it's not
0: working. Oh yeah, you're right about that. Learning drop when it. to drop something <laughs> when it's when drop not it. working. working.
1: <laughs> drop it, we're
0: not doing that anymore. Sorry, y'all. You enjoyed it for that time, I'm out. We're doing something new. <laughs> like, I think that um, that's like a
1: major thing when it comes to writer's block is when you're trying to force something. When you're trying to force oh, yeah. something to because it worked before, and it doesn't really work this time because you're trying to force it. You're not really working with the 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 ebb and flow of the creativity. You're kind of trying to push it a little bit.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel that. Because like every month I'd be like, Man, I want to just change it up today. I've been doing it this way for so long. Let's change it up. Let's do something different. See what happens. Experiment with yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that
1: works with pretty much every kind of expression. I think like um music really lends itself to that
0: oh yeah uh
1: specifically like i really really love like concerts where the band goes into a jam session Ooh. instead of just yes. playing instead of just playing their old shit yes. they'll just they'll just be like okay we're, we're gonna take this concept that we that we made years uh-huh. ago and we're just gonna jam on it for a while and we're going to we're going to just like play some beats we're going to like use the audience a little bit we're going to feed off of that energy like that's when a concert really like becomes a memorable experience yeah it gives you
0: a meaning to why you bought that ticket like
1: <laughs> yeah because like i can i can go and look up a live concert online anytime
0: mm-hmm. but
1: being a part of a musical experience is is fantastic. And I think that like streaming right now is one of the only ways that people can get that right now.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. It's the only type of tangible thing that they can get kind of, sort of, somewhat of that.
1: Like uh, last Tuesday, I was, I got on my stream, I started out, I was like, I'm just going to do whatever I want. I'm just going to, I'm going to freeform it. I'm going to play some Noita. We're going to, we're going to just chill and we're going to vibe. And uh, people started talking about color theory or something like that. And um, specifically, like the the color setup that I had with my with my new mm-hmm. overlay, and um, people started talking about how that works with makeup. And I'm like, do y'all want to just see me paint? Do y'all just want to see me faint, paint? And um, I can't really paint on a canvas because you know it's it's two dimensional, and it you 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 kind of need more of a foundation of it. But right. like painting on my face, that's like right. that works. It's like painting on a stage. Right. It's like you can create anything you want on that right. space um I was like do do y'all just want to watch me paint and then like that was one of the most successful streams that I've had in a long time I got like 10 new followers I got like a a lot more viewers than I normally get and it's Mm -hmm. because they acknowledged that like the moment that was happening was very on the fly and that like it wasn't me just going through the motions it was me like truly finding some sort of like creative expression right kind of moment
0: that's interesting congratulations (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, no, like. <laughs> and then um this week I tried to like recreate that and I found mm. that like I was trying to force the idea. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, you can't force it
1: <laughs> without without really um following the creative energy, which like right. I, I, it it feels good because I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I can I can do this creative form of expression again. But I need to be able to to find the moment
0: to do it right, you know. Mhm. So, like, now you, you you have a tangible audience that you have that, like, subscribe to you, that, you know, they actually pay money, you know, to watch you every time you come on. So, to you, like, your fans, like, how is that interaction? Um, well, okay. So, that's kind of the
1: part that, like, I feel kind of disconnected a little bit. Gotcha. Because, like, yeah, I, I'm just, I'm over here doing my thing. And, yeah, right. I, I am creating content. And I do appreciate that people compensate me for that, um, but I haven't really gotten to the point where I, I feel like I have a certain responsibility
0: mm-hmm.
1: right. to, uh, like, make sure to maintain that. Like, if, right. I'm not going to like be like, "Hey, you absolutely need to be subscribed <laughs> to me and compensate me right. for my work." I'm never right. going to be like that. Right. Right. But I'm going to be like, "Hey, there's a here's a hat." Right. Here's a hat. Here's a, here's a hat. If you like this, you know, if you like this, if you like this. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I I also have like a, a, a person in my life who uh, supports me very like.
0: and That's good. It's
1: key. Uh, very much like that. And he really keeps the, the subscriptions going and All like right. the, the financial side of it going. Like he, he makes sure that uh, that he's doing that. And I'm very thankful to like have someone in it's my life thankful. like that. That's like um, and I think people starting out it's very hard because not everybody has someone like that that's going right. to always be there and right. always support you a little bit. Like, right. I'm... Uh, so, from all of my stuff on, on Twitch, I, I'm making around like 180 hundred and eighty, two hundred $200 a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, you know, for a hobby... That's not bad. bad. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, for a job... No, yeah, no. <laughs> 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 but for a hobby, I think that's pretty good for a hobby. That's uh, pretty. pretty good for a hobby. But it, like, a majority of it comes from <laughs> one oh, person, right? So right,
0: got you, I got
1: you. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I I think like the idea of of promoting it as like passing a hat around at the end of something. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like, good idea. Um to, to just basically present it as that to the audience, you'll find people are much more willing to be like, oh yeah, no, I'll drop a sub. Or yeah, like, uh, okay. if you if you give people something that is like a proper like benefit in order to subscribe, uh, people will will be responsive to that. Like uh, getting emotes right. um, on your stream is very much something that's like okay, yeah, no, you have access to this emote not only just on my channel but also on everybody else's channel. So if mm. you like the things that are in my my little emote thing, then. Yeah, you can you can you can uh, compensate me for my work and in exchange you'll have that little benefit. So I think as long as there is some sort of benefit to that or just like a genuine request to like, hey, I put a lot of work into this. I would appreciate if like, you know, just toss toss a buck or two in my hat. I would appreciate it. I
0: totally agree that to that because like on inspired by aq, I have like a Patreon and I have like two patrons now. So I'm like, it's cool. I get like a little sum sum every month and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, I try to do, like, a little bit of everything where Twitch and all that, other things. And, you know, my, my biggest thing is, like, if you want to support, feel free to. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to be like, you got to do this now. No, no. no. Exactly. <laughs>
1: I feel uh, like once you get to a certain point where you have, um, it becomes a part of your livelihood, yeah. and it becomes a part of, like, okay, I've invested this much already. Oh, yeah. I do feel like I am kind of, uh, deserving right. of compensation. Like, I, I right. feel like that's reasonable. Yeah, that's reasonable. as a creative person yeah, to be like, okay, yeah, no, I put on all this work. Y'all should yeah. pay
0: me. <laughs> but. Yeah, I put it, I did all this for you guys. I invested all this hours and time, you know?
1: Yeah, but also, like, um, I think before you get to that point, you also just have to be comfortable enough in what you're putting out into the world.
0: Oh, yeah. You gotta um, be like very satisfied
1: with it. Yeah. If you're not confident in what you're putting out, if you're not comfortable with it, what, you're, what you're putting out, like, so one of the things that I've, been doing lately specifically is i've been going back and re-watching my own streams um which if you would have told me to do that when i first started streaming i would have been like get the fuck out of here get the fuck out (laughs) no i'm not watching myself 10 hours (laughs) i I am not watching myself like like but once you get to the point where you're like okay yeah no that's me i'm up there (laughs) I exist as a corporeal being that other people are observing. I'm being perceived. Holy, uh, I'm being perceived. Uh, And then, um, but once you get past that and then you start looking at what you're putting out into the world as like content that you would watch yourself. If I go back and I watch a stream of my own to like look for content Mm -hmm. to like clip and then maybe put into a trailer later, like that's what I've been doing for the most part. But if I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm having a good time watching myself, Right. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I'm comfortable with that. I'm confident with that. I feel like the content I'm putting out of the world is pretty damn good. So like, I think being able to be comfortable observing the thing that you are putting out into the world and enjoying it as well is really, really important. And I never really understood that from like directors talking about watching their own films or musicians listening to their own music and stuff like that. I never really understood people who were like, yeah, no, all I needed to do was 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 enjoy what i was putting out into the world i was like i always really kind of thought it was just based on the confidence alone but no you also have to enjoy what you're putting out into the world like i would watch me in my free time oh yeah especially that resident evil stream that that was <laughs> straight up the the resident evil streams were the first ones that i started like watching back um and i was like damn these are a lot of fun to watch <laughs> 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 So, uh, so yeah, like once you get to that point where you really feel like your your content is something worth watching to yourself, right. I think that's uh, that's really incredible.
0: Yeah, I can't wait when Resident Evil Village comes out, so I can see you play it, and you know I see your reaction to that. So the trailer for that came out, and I was like,
1: I am a six on the Kinsey scale, but I might be a five with this giant dominant woman. <laughs> 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 so like that that straight up the the sheer energy coming off of Madame Devereaux or whatever right. her name is yeah. is like okay she I gotta is, get a She's bad, she's bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that question is like, am I really? <laughs> I am I'm,
1: I'm attracted to energy. I'm not attracted to, to, right. to bodies. <laughs> right. It's like what
0: this energy. It's something it's it's over 9,000. <laughs> it's like what? Over what? I was like, hold hold up. Like, whoa. When, when, she, minute. when she grabs the camera
1: and like I, I felt that on my neck, and I was like, Oh,
0: oh, mommy. mommy. <laughs> oh, goodness, you can cut that from the podcast if you want. <laughs> hey, i was just gonna stay in there. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness,
1: You uh, killed me, but yeah, no, I, I'm really excited about uh, Resident Evil, uh, the next one because uh, I so I always had this thing where um, like jump scares and stuff always right. like really triggered my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, like <laughs> I was watching a movie with a friend one time okay. and like two of us on the couch are very like jumpy people. Mm-hmm. And one person was not. And like I had this person's like arm around me like hiding from this movie. Mm-hmm. I think we were watching like uh, one of the Conjuring movies. I think it was oh. the the one with the doll mm-hmm. um and uh uh at one point he's like don't cover your eyes and he went to cover my eyes and I went to like go grab his hands <laughs> and like I scratched my own eye with his hand. <laughs> and um yeah that that's how uh, how jumpy uh I get from from that kind of stuff so um I I know that other people enjoy watching other people get scared because you know, it, there's a certain like humor to it. It's like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't jump at that, but then you give them a feature to press the button. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then I, I, I give people that opportunity to participate in, in, in the, the the sadistic nature of it. Not only laugh Um, at my
0: pain, but start my pain.
1: Exactly. Um, But uh, the, what I really, really enjoy is I enjoy stories that really dive deep into elements of the human condition. Mm-hmm. And once I was able to kind of get past that jumpiness and, and really absorb the stories, I really started having a lot more fun with Resident Evil and like right. other, I might play other horror games now because, you know, I exposed myself to a little bit and, you know, I kind of have fun with it. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I still ain't watching Hereditary though.
0: Okay. okay. <laughs> He's like, that's a reach. We're not gonna That's go to Hereditary though. Baby steps, baby, baby steps, baby steps. I'm starting video game. Pardon? I watched
1: Midsummer last week and it was real good.
0: Okay, okay. We gotta build you up to Hereditary. Yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> oh my goodness, you don't brought entertainment to here, man. You're gonna be in the in the video. Oh, Damn, might as well put you as a podcast episode now. Now that you done <laughs> took up o- took over. All right, woo. Life of the party, really, just like that in the background. Like, oh yeah, like <laughs> did I lie? You did not. <laughs> did I lie? No, you didn't. I didn't expect
1: okay, you. To lie. I, I got questions for you. All now. right, ask away.
0: Ask away. Go ahead.
1: What is the story on this on this uh, on this EP? Okay, EP. Okay, well since you're here,
0: uh, it's a, it's basically a collaborative EP. Um, it's with my uh, my god brother named Ghost King Kami. Uh, we just decided one day because we uh we do Anime Mondays every week where we talk about anime animation on IG Live, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. three shows and whatnot. So we just started just recording on some beats that you know some of his homies made, and the biggest thing that we wanted to focus on was, um, "Heart Needs." That's the name of the EP is "Heart Needs." So it's it's basically like a story about someone getting done dirty, and trying to rise from that. Because it's kind of like a relation to, you know, our lives and whatnot, because we, we both had similar situations that happened to each other. And we decided to just collab on this, where we have, like, the first song is, like, you down, dirt, down dirty. And as you go along to the five-track EP, you you get, like, a feeling of, like, the characters in the songs, like, they, um, they go through these rise and falls and rise and falls. It's like the struggles of life, basically. So that's really
1: cool. So it's supposed to be like a narrative uh, experience kind of? Yeah, basically.
0: Basically. You were even talking about making it a musical kind of (laughs) process of doing that. So,
1: (laughs) Well, okay. So (laughs) I I think that like uh, approaching things like that, like to be like, okay, could we fit this kind of into a Mm -hmm. script as well, Yeah. can really uh, help bring a narrative together. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, yeah, like uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda wanted Hamilton to just be an EP. Mm-hmm. uh and then he was like wait no there's too much here and right. and decided to make a whole ass musical out of right out of it and i think you could t- definitely do that backwards a little bit and be like right. okay let's see if we can make a musical out of this but then end up making an ep kind right. of right right
0: so like uh, approaching yeah, you're talking a... about making like a musical s music video where it has you know
1: oh yeah and like you Go. could
0: totally um gonna be like 20 20 25 minutes
1: yeah and like that shit is is stuff that people are really hungry for right now. Yeah. Like Whack World. Whack World went crazy. Whack World was everywhere for a while. And it was like, what, a 15-minute film that mm-hmm. Tierra Whack put out? And she was like, yeah, this is pretty much like my first real release. Mm-hmm. And it went mega, mega, mega viral. So yeah. like, I think people are, are hungry for that kind of like narrative uh, uh, film and music, like, like bringing different creative mediums together kind of thing. And I think that that, that process of, uh, of kind of taking different uh, creative methods, like approaching an EP like you're making a musical or right. uh, approaching a film like you're making a play or right. approaching um, a play like you're making a music video, like doing that kind of stuff where you're, where you're using the method of creating one thing in order yeah. to create another thing is really fascinating to me mm-hmm. um as like a creative endeavor
0: oh yeah most definitely because like i've always been the type that's like always about the sporadic um just creating of something like it'll just come up on the spot you know i think i think um, I mean, we've been new like we've been, you know, we've been we've been new you know uh there was the, there was that open open mic night you know what I'm saying? where they had the improv group up there and i just came up there i was like hey i want to get on <laughs> and i just reached was... something and they were like what yeah you made that
1: up yeah straight up as as someone in the audience for that (laughs) that was really formative for me as like a a person in general was Mm -hmm. like seeing someone just get up and you kind of just stood there for a few seconds and was like yes i did (laughs) and it let all of us kind of Get with you for a second, because uh, like you could like kind of hear like the whispers in the crowd a little bit, like what's he, yeah. he going to do? What's what's, what's happening? <laughs> and, but like it was also kind of really eerily quiet, because yeah. like huh. people were like, "Are we about to make fun of this guy, or are we about right. to be on this guy's side?" Right. And then you 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 kind of started doing the the the. I know music, and then yep. like you built up off of that and got all of us into it and and feeling it with you right and um that was really formative to me because i was like damn you can just get up (laughs) and make something you can just get up and make something exactly and um that was like a big deal for me like uh, like informing my own Mm -hmm. like opinion of the world and and (laughs) how to put things out into it so like yeah no like that was really formative for me so those I, I tell people about it all the time <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like one of those stories hey and hey, let's see you know next mu- music video i got right that's gonna be the premise i'm just gonna walk up on the stage just gonna, <laughs> you're gonna be there
1: <laughs> yeah no like I, by actually story. <laughs> and and i think that like those moments are are really worth capturing of like right. a moment of kind of uncertainty in in creating something i think that that's where people are right now as there's a certain kind of like level of uncertainty but also kind of a level of hope but also kind of a level of fear right now because mm-hmm. like we've approached like a year of like oh, today yeah. is one year today yeah, is one year, year of like yeah. mba closing yes the, the economy crashing economy crashing that was like that day was terrifying because like i got to work and like two or three days earlier i was like it's just going to be the it's just going to be the flu it's no mm-hmm. big deal right. like even i was one of those people that was like this is no big deal and um and like i think that day was specifically a wake up call to everybody of like yeah no this this is a lot worse it's than we think right it's now. going to be it, like <laughs> it was kind of like waking everybody up to real life yeah mm-hmm. um and I think that kind of broke everyone down a lot um, and I think that everyone is is kind of in the stage of like, okay, are we gonna come out of this better than before or dot 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 question mark question mark question mark like people are kind of hesitant but hopeful, I think right now so I think creating something to kind of capture that moment is really worthwhile
0: yeah that for me that like happened at a point where I was like trying to apply for jobs and whatnot so I was like, yo, and I had to just like, I was like, I got into YouTube stuff and I was like, I just kept going on with it. So I'm like, <laughs> it kind of like gave me more initiative to do other things. And yeah, yeah and like, here we are.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that like, it's really interesting because the last year, um, looking back on it from like the stuff that came out in December and January of like creative stuff, like movies and, and stuff like that, like when uh Barb and Star, like I'm gonna I'm gonna hold up Barb and Star okay. as like the things we lost to the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh because like Barb and Star go to Vista del Mar, a stupid comedy movie mm-hmm. with uh with with Christian Wig and um it's like very Anchorman esque, mm-hmm. very uh almost Napoleon Dynamite esque, mm-hmm. and it really would have like fit well into like summer 2020. It was just like the perfect level of absurd, perfect level of this. It was supposed to come out summer 2020, but movie theaters were all closed. Nobody was, nobody was, uh, was getting any of that. And I'm, I'm trying to think of like, okay, what albums did people make and then just not release in 2020 because hmm. it didn't fit the moment? Hmm. What, what, what kind of creative stuff was lost? Mm-hmm. And like, it also showed that like a lot of other creative stuff That did get released got really really hyped up because it really fit the moment like charlie xcx is how i'm feeling right now Mm -hmm. like when i first listened to that i was like what the fuck is this this is (laughs) ridiculous it it like it feels like sophie but weird and um i i think i i made a post when i first listened to it i was like this is garbage Mm -hmm. and then i kind of got it after a little while it's like oh man Mm -hmm. yeah no i this fits this fits what's going on right now. And then like it, the rise of hyper as a genre mm-hmm. yeah. of like kind of exposing and playing with like hyper, hyper uh, artifice, mm-hmm. just like so, so fake, like ridiculously fake, like taking fake and turning it to 11 mm-hmm. really took off. And a lot of like specifically young people really, really vibe with that because yeah, no, it feels like a lot of what's going on right now is just so, so fake. Right. So people want that instead of, you know, dance club mixes.
0: Yeah. They're like, we want that stuff.
1: <laughs> I want something that like matches my my fear and my anxiety. Mm-hmm. But also I can vibe to and I can party to. And I, I don't think that like the pop of one year ago really fits with that. And I think hyper pop does. So yeah. I think... I think that like the way music has been going is, has really because it's so immediate and specifically because Spotify is so like unattached to the uh, like, if you look at uh, the Spotify analytics over the last like four years, the studio albums, the studio music is getting less and less airtime. It went from like having 90% of all plays Mm -hmm. on Spotify being from studio artists Mm -hmm. to like, I think it's like 70% now of mm. all plays on Spotify are studio artists. Like 30% of what people are listening to is just independent artists.
0: Oh, yeah, the indies. Everybody's uh, showing love. Thanks to
1: TikTok. and Oh, yeah, like thanks to TikTok. Thanks to uh, uh, kind of the studios being slow.
0: Yep, and now that people can release their music on the speed of a dial, if they got DistroKid or TuneCore, stuff like that, they can just their yeah. uh, music out. And, independently.
1: Um, it really shows how uh, music is much more e- well-equipped to change with the times than any, mm-hmm. other, than any other form of expression because usually it's, it's one to five people collaborating or working on a project themselves. Like, and it doesn't require uh, all those people in it, but it's still collaborative and, it's still, yeah. and it can match what's going on right now. And yeah. I, I think that's really cool. Like I was listening to your music before stream because you gave me permission to. Yeah,
0: I gave you permission to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, and we I listened to Ninety Nine Ways and I'm like, this is such a good vibe. This is such a good vibe. And then I listened to Quarantine Jam and I was like, there's some. I, I want to ask you a question. Is the discordant like use of uh of like kind of off kilter uh, uh melody in there supposed to be so discordant? Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you're kind of singing. It's all good. We're in quarantine. It's all good. We're just vibing in quarantine. And then in the background, it's like, what is that? That's not right. That's not right. What's going on in the background right now? That's not right. So like I really picked up on that uh, while listening to it on stream. And I was like, damn, this is, this is has layers. Yeah, it has layers. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really impressed by that. Like, like and, Oh, and your, wow. Okay. We're... and Your use of, of your... <laughs> of your music education to oh, really yeah. match the moment, man. Yeah,
0: definitely. All, thank, all thanks to my uncle. He produces some of them tracks, but I gave him the idea because I I had formulated the um, the chords of it because it was just me and guitar just playing it. And then, you know, you had a little one thing to it. I was like, okay, this works. And I just write, wrote some more lyrics to it. And then here we go. That's Quarantine Jam. But it's cool you picked up on that. <laughs> and I made people pick up on it. They're like, oh, Quarantine Jam, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, because I was listening to it and like,
1: 99 Ways is like really smooth like R&B neo-soul kind of. Um, And listening to Quarantine Jam right after to juxtapose it is like okay, so that really really smooth drink is really uh, (laughs) is really going down (laughs) against this uh, chunky smoothie right now. Yep, it is. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, uh, I, I think that uh that's really cool is that like i I, what i'm hoping for is some music that that matches that that fear and hopefulness moment that's going on right now Mm -hmm. i think that's really cool is is uh because yeah like towards the end of last year a lot of the music that was coming out was like trash (laughs) <laughs> this is trash. Like, there was, there was a good like three months there where nobody was releasing anything good, and then Jasmine Sullivan came out with this with this album, and I was like, "Thank God, oh, I have yeah. for music oof. again."
0: <laughs> oof, oof. She be singing. She would be singing. I
1: I love albums like that where it's a project on a specific topic, and I love the hotels. Uh, Hotel. bent to it,
0: uh,
1: where it was like we're gonna talk about. It really reminded me of Lauren Hill, oh, with yeah. like the way that Lauren um would have those spoken word bits between mm-hmm. her songs, oh, and yeah. it would really deliver you like a, a narrative story mm-hmm. to it. And I, I really felt all of these moments of like female sexuality,
0: and it really uh like drove it home for me. I was like, damn, this is the art. This is the yeah, art we've been missing. The art. It's the art we've been missing. Everything's always been like, ah, we just gonna talk about it. we getting lit. That's and it. Like, we getting lit. After almost a year of like we
1: ain't fucking anymore because yeah. quarantine. Quarantine. <laughs> it, it, it felt really good to like have right. an album about sexuality again. Yeah. And like not just the uh, like I love I love Megan the Stallion, but WAP feels like almost a performance of sexuality
0: oh, yeah, rather basically.
1: than yeah. an expression of sexuality.
0: Yeah, it's more of like, um, you know,
1: WAP. which like is good. I love WAP. WAP is yeah. great. But um it, it did feel like kind of a performance of it instead of an expression of it. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um
0: I agree with you on that.
1: Uh yeah, no, I, that's what I'm hoping for is I'm hoping for more stuff that's like matching the moments of like the things that we've been missing, yeah. But also um kind of heightening the things that
0: we're currently feeling.
1: So I, I'm hoping for that kind of stuff
0: to Yeah, come definitely out. like more music that Is like not what you expect at times. Like it's like, oh, this is cool, but like I've been missing this. Like for example, Bruno Mars came out with leave the leave the door open, and Anderson Pack um collabed with him on that Silk Sonic. Anderson Pack is a Midas right now. Like yeah, definitely. (laughs) Y'all know his original OG name, Breezy Lovejoy. Wait,
1: (laughs) Anderson Pack is Breezy Lovejoy. Yes sir. Are you fucking kidding me?
0: Yes sir. (laughs) 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 Yes sir. You remember the YouTube days. don't Wait, found are you it fucking kidding me? love joy yeah okay love so joy. we
1: yeah. went and saw raya uh the last dragon in
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, at the movie theater because we've mm-hmm. we got our vaccines and, and we're able to go do that safely now um and i i came back from the bathroom because mm-hmm. it, it's been a minute since i've right. seen a movie and i didn't right. pace myself with the soda right. <laughs> yeah, uh <laughs> and i came back and i saw dumbfounded mm-hmm. on the on the on the credits, and I was like, "Wow, oh my God, are you are you serious?" Wow. He came out with Safe, like oh, five nuts. years ago, mm-hmm. with like be- a song about there not being enough Asian yeah. American representation yeah. on on yeah. TV and film, and now he's in movies. Wow, wow, Like wow. And like I found dumbfounded like back in 2011 with yep. Green. Yo, yeah I was a big and, dumbfounded uh, fan. And uh, Cell Phone yep. with the yep. uh, breezy Lovejoy yeah, and
0: wax.
1: And I, I saw Breezy Lovejoy at a Watzkey concert one time. Wow. In Athens. Uh oh, Watsky, snap. it was Watski, Dumbfounded, uh was opening for Watzke. Mm-hmm. And um Breezy Lovejoy came mm-hmm. up and, and and did a song with the three of them. And damn, I saw I didn't <laughs> know that Anderson <laughs> Pack was Breezy Lovejoy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. But yeah, no, he's My on Midas right now. Everything that he touches is so good. Yeah, so good. Uh, him, him and Ty
0: Dollar Sign are like. like I'm the glad feature. he's getting his like shine now. You know what I'm saying? Because people like he's like he was like a un, like, dominant in the rough basically. Like if you didn't know who Anderson Pack was, I mean you knew who love Lovejoy was, but yeah. he came out a different name. people who didn't know, they're like, oh, who's that? You know, no, like he's got and a lot I- of hits. I think
1: it fits what he's currently doing because mm-hmm. he's kind of doing the the more highbrow stuff than yeah. he was before. Cause like mm-hmm. Breezy Lovejoy was kind of like the He was breezing uh, through, you know? He was Breeze. he was the breezy guy. He breezing was uh through. giving him the masterful hooks. He he, he used to kind of feel like the house party guy. Yeah. But now he really feels like the uh the uh like he's a speaker at a at a at a protest or something oh, yeah, kind of guy. Yeah. Um he he really feels like he's he's doing a lot more highbrow stuff now. Really, and I I think, really like I think the under evolution. the moniker Breezy Lovejoy, I don't think that would work. So. No,
0: it wouldn't. I mean, that just goes to show you evolution in being an artist. You know, you're not gonna be the same. You're gonna change. You're gonna oh, evolve. Yeah. It, and it's an odd year. It We're
1: already in year. March.
0: Yeah.
1: And March. I don't know if you've noticed. I don't know if you pay attention to Tyler the Creator's uh, oh, so career. Go. Oh, career go. Every every odd year for almost the last decade now, he's released an album. And I'm wondering what kind of shit he's gonna drop Oof. this year, <laughs> and I really hope he's dropping something. But oh, uh, like with the way he he really uh, like reinvented himself with i uh, with mm-hmm. Igor, yeah.
0: uh, I'm very curious to see what a year of quarantine has done to his music. Oh yeah, because I- Igor was something so different, but it was like something so so well put together. Like I enjoyed like there was this performance he did live. It had Boys to Men. Um, give me my earthquake oh my yeah they had him harmonized in the background and the then they and then it had yeah. the earthquake and i was like oh snap like that probably with him good. getting boys to men on that was so good yeah it was so smooth i was like oh gosh yes because that was like
1: kind it. of his like art and fashion era like yep. flower boy kind of brought him into that yep and then igor did that i'm curious to see what What's he's the gonna next do, because his, like yeah he has he has his whole uh his whole fashion enterprise Mm -hmm. thing yeah but i i feel like that's gonna feel fake post-pandemic yeah and i think he knows that because he's Mm -hmm. a goddamn genius yeah i'm curious to see what he's gonna do to like kind of bring out the feels a little bit more
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely agree i'm interested in seeing that too what's gonna happen next Yeah, we talking music. Like we should have like a ta- a musical, a music talking podcast. Now, look at this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, here.
0: Wait one second. Let me let me
1: pull up my Spotify. See what I've been listening to recently. I've been listening to. <laughs> um, I've been really getting into um David Byrne of okay. the Talking Heads. Okay. Uh, that's been part of my like music journey. Is mm-hmm. just going and and listening to like some of the stuff that has inspired a lot of what's going on. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. Because like if you go and look at what like David Byrne and Brian Eno were doing yeah. in the in the 70s and eighties, you can tell that like current pop music as it is today is really functioning off a lot of the same like theories and stuff that they were right. creating at the mm-hmm. time. So like that's been a lot of fun for me is like going back and, and finding some old stuff. I've also been trying to get into metal. Okay. Um, because I, I I I had a new metal phase in high school. Oh snap. And it was a dark time. <laughs> dark time. And so and so I've always like kind of associated metal with uh, with like toxic masculinity and mm-hmm. stuff. Right. And then I listened to uh, the Black Sabbath's first mm-hmm. album, and I was like, this is like a brilliant expression mm-hmm. of of like kind of darkness, and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel toxic, it doesn't feel evil, it feels kind right. of beautiful and morose and mm-hmm. and fascinating. And and once I was able to kind of get past that whole metal music is toxic idea, I was like, okay, I really got to like yeah, go, back yeah. gotta go back and learn some. I got to go back and learn some. So I've been listening to like Judas Priest and stuff like that oh, too. Okay. Um, so really trying to dive into like genres that I've previously avoided mm. um, has been something I've been trying to do uh, to like kind of just open my open my mind a little bit to different forms of expression because you can always learn something from people you used to disagree with
0: Oh yeah definitely definitely opening your mind is, is definitely helpful in trying to you know get into like newer music or just create a new idea for yourself like everything has its purpose classical music things like that they started somewhere and they evolved into something else and other subsections happened for a reason oh yeah like uh
1: I went to a record store, and the coolest find that I found was a was a four record collection of uh, of Tchaikovsky's uh, best sonatas. I was like, (laughs) I'm gonna go I'm gonna go home and listen to this right now. And right now, it's good shit. Right now, it's good stuff. Yeah, because uh, there's this video I saw pop up recently of this guy with like a mohawk Mm -hmm. and like a studded leather jacket, and all Mm -hmm. of this. Playing Mendel on organ, wow! And I was like, "Damn!" In music history class, they told me that right. like these guys were the rock stars of their age, and I kind of mm-hmm. scoffed at that and I kind of right. laughed at that. Mm-hmm. But watching this guy play Mendel on the organ with like a mohawk and shit, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, no, this is punk rock as fuck." Yeah, this is yeah, this, yeah. There's a reason to this. <laughs> there's a reason why they said. That. Like, I kind of get why people used to riot after right. <laughs> after classical concerts. Like this shit slaps maybe uh, turn it up <laughs> yeah and, and once you're able to kind of get past the 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 prejudice of a type of yeah. music and really take it for what it is you can really learn something new from it i wholeheartedly agree
0: with that because it's easy to judge a piece of music without even listening to you like i oh, no, like i would never listen to that so you actually experience like oh it wasn't that bad like
1: <laughs> yeah like uh when, when the chicks changed their name from the Dixie chicks to the chicks, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's go listen to their music. Let's go listen to their old shit. And like, yeah, no, there, there's like some good stuff in there. Um, and like kind of when you, when you learn to take music as what it is, which is an, a form of expression, you can really open yourself up to something new. And that's that's why I love it so much.
0: <laughs> exactly. Who knew that someone, a DJ, could take Queens' Another One Bite the Dust and mix it with a hip-hop track, and it would become straight up banger slap.
1: And, like, so my big thing is that um, back in uh, my whole journey of learning about other types of music, because I used to, like, exclusively listen to pop punk. Like, that Mm -hmm. was all I listened to. All I listened to was Fall Out Boy, Linkin Park, Mm -hmm. uh, My Chemical Romance. Like, that's Mm -hmm. all I listened to for a long time. Mm. and um i used to be one of those people that was like uh, i i guess i kind of like all kinds of music except country and rap right and like it's cuz i didn't learn yet i didn't <laughs> learn yet and um <laughs> and the thing that actually did it for me was, was watching the get down and oh, realizing the get
0: down i love and, the get down
1: <laughs> and realizing how one genre of music evolved into another from just a bunch of kids playing with shit um and then that caused me to watch hip-hop evolution mm-hmm. and once I watched hip-hop evolution the the Netflix docuseries I was like okay we're gonna we're gonna go back and we're gonna deep dive into some stuff we're gonna we're gonna go back and listen to some old shit um and I went back and like started listening to 90s hip-hop and like I used to be one of those people that was like oh I don't like hip-hop because it's homophobic hmm um, which that's, that's a valid statement that's a valid statement. some some forms yeah, but the, then like once I was able to kind of learn that like mm-hmm. okay, the conditions that those people were in okay. were were often really hyper masculine mm-hmm. and part of hyper masculinity in the 90s was to kind of posture heterosexuality mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the times it was spaces that were uh, like under uh, the, like didn't have a lot of public services, mm-hmm. were, were very, like, underrepresented in, in government, yeah. or, uh, like, the, the material conditions of those spaces kind of brought about this kind of I got to protect myself yeah. through posturing yeah. in this way. Exactly. And once you kind of learned about the the history of that and and why why they were kind of homophobic and why mm-hmm. they kind of postured this toxic masculinity, You were able to really enjoy the music a lot more because it's like, okay, yeah, no, I, I get it, I get it now. Yeah. Like, um. So, uh, I was able to like go back and listen to, uh, uh, oh God, what was his name? Um, It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, I don't remember his name. Here, let me go through my artists. You got it. (laughs) I think it starts with a. there was this artist that I found and like he, 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 he threw out F uh, like F slurs all the time in his music, but his music was also like really, really good. And Mm. like the stories he was telling were really, really important stories. And so like, even though he was a little bit problematic for the time, well, not for the time, for now, (laughs) for uh, for the time, it kind of fit. And it it was really good at, at conveying the story that he needed to tell. And, um, being able to kind of detach from that a little bit and like take someone for who they are and where they're at, um, really helped me learn to 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 take in music differently, and uh, not only taking music differently but also like how I interact with other people. Because like yeah, someone can hold some problematic views, but as long as um, as long as they are working now to be better, right. Right. and as long as they're improving and evolving and 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 all that. Like yeah sure I don't really care that you did this thing years ago so as long your, as you're going to be better now what's your
0: opinion on cancel culture these days? Oof okay this
1: <laughs> I got I got hours While of, you answer of that I'm going to get my charger to charge my
0: laptop
1: <laughs> okay yeah no go ahead um okay so we are going to talk about cancel culture my friends okay so in in 2019 late, late 2019 early 2020 I was real deep in in like bully culture online where um basically there were a lot of people that it got the impression that the best form of praxis was to ruin people's lives. And the, uh, the use of moral high ground as justification for that shit is infectious. It's like, okay, so I can ruin this person's life. And it's a, it's a righteous Mm -hmm. kind of holy attack on this person. Um, and so i got stuck in that for a little bit and mm-hmm. basically what happened was i got i got caught up in a situation where someone i didn't know said some transphobic shit online mm-hmm. and i got involved in the discussion and then this person came for me personally and threatened to kill me and so i was like i'm gonna ruin this motherfucker's life Oof. and i got this guy fired I got his nursing license uh, taken away, Um, and I got like 50 new friends that all were a part of kind of this culture of ruining people's lives who do shitty things. Mm -hmm. Right. And once I did that, that, you kind of get this dopamine rush of feeling powerful. Right. And a lot of the people that get caught up in these circles are people from oppressed minorities. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of gay people, a lot of black people, a lot of, of genderqueer people, a lot of young people who all kind of f- really want to like reclaim some power in a right. world where they feel powerless. Right. Um, so I got really caught up in that. And then once you do it once, mm-hmm. the people in that culture are always looking for a new victim oof so because you know you've you've you tasted right, right you you felt Mom that more. righteous victory you Mom got more. that righteous righteous victory and you felt like you, you you finally reclaimed some power over the people that make your life shitty right and um then yeah so I got real wrapped up in that and I learned uh thing one that the person I was closest to in that kind of circle was uh <laughs> created a fake Twitter account for his boyfriend to get nudes from people. Wow. And I, and I learned that a lot of the people who were doing this were people who kind of had problematic relationships with power Mm. and uh, problematic relationships with, uh, with trying to reclaim some sense of, of power over other people. And I didn't like that. I didn't vibe with that at all. Um, So uh, and then Contrapoints on YouTube. Uh, she's a, 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 a essayist and a psychologist, and uh, she'll deep dive into internet culture. Uh, she got canceled for associating with someone that a lot of trans people on the internet don't like. Mm-hmm. And so she made a, a full like deep dive study into the way that these cultures work mm-hmm. of like usually oppressed people, Searching for someone to cancel who has been associated with someone they don't like. And I was like, damn, fuck, that's me. That's me. I'm doing that shit. And I wow. think that I'm doing something good for the world. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. We're going to step back a little bit because back. that is a subproduct of a bigger form of praxis mm-hmm. where. A lot of really, really dangerous people finally were getting their comeuppance mm-hmm. because of online outrage. R. Kelly, yeah. um, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Um. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, guy from uh, House of Cards and. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, yeah, Kevin Spacey, that shit. So like a lot of really, really dangerous people Mm -hmm. who were doing really bad and dangerous things were kind of getting their shit because uh, this good praxis tool of public outrage of a figure worked. And the issue with that is that there are only so many dangerous people in the world that you can do that to. And so what happens when you have this really useful tool that is that allows marginalized people to reclaim some power, and then they run out of targets. They start attacking each other. Mm-hmm. It, it, it it it's it <laughs> it gets dangerous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like okay, so you. It's like a gun. A gun is not in and of itself, um, evil, right. but it is a tool. Yeah. That can accomplish a lot of evil uh, yeah. very quickly. So, the, everyone had this brand new tool that was used to uh, to bring about some good shit. And then they're like, I want to keep using this. I want to keep using this. It makes right. you feel powerful. Dick, it makes me feel good. good. Mm. Like, mm. I grew up around guns. I know how good shooting a gun feels. It makes you feel really powerful. It makes <laughs> you feel really good um that's why i stay away from them now i I don't like that drug i don't like that drug
0: he's like i'm good on that (laughs) how about (laughs) new
1: it's it's like when you have a good drug versus a bad drug it's like okay i I know that i can uh it, it i know that this feels good but i know it's dangerous to feel this good too much right so uh a lot of people just didn't like there's gun safety classes that you can take out there that will help you be able to um kind of contextualize like okay this is when i can use the gun this is what it's used for this is how to be safe with it this is how to make sure that other people are safe with it like you have a lot of that but we didn't have that for canceling uh we didn't have kind of this rule book we didn't have safety classes we didn't have a way to use this tool that is very effective properly um and uh, so Contrapoints made this video that was kind of like the safety manual that was kind of like the rule book. And um, it really got me to kind of reconsider and, and, and rethink how I was doing stuff. And it got me to like look up um, like philosophy and praxis and, and Marxism and and like, okay, how do I, how do I take this energy I have to kind of... Um, speak truth to power and then use that in a positive way. That's actually going to enact change. That isn't going to be just me posturing to feel good. That isn't just going to be me trying to feel powerful. That's actually me using the power that I have in a positive way. Um, And so like recontextualizing that and, and, and figuring out, okay, so I'm not, I'm not going to cancel shit. That doesn't need to be canceled.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly.
1: Um, and i think what happened was people on the left kind of figured this shit out and they were like yeah no okay yeah we we need to be careful with how we use this we need to make sure to only use it when it really really needs to be used and then the conservatives got a hold of it <laughs> <laughs> and um conservatives have been canceling shit since the since the 80s like ever like they thought that um like the whole uh, sa- satanic scare Of the 70s and the 80s that was conservatives Mm. like they they use this uh outrage performative outrage to kind of shape how society works and they they saw this tool that a lot of lefties were using cancel culture uh against people that you know were uh were very helpful to the conservative movement harvey weinstein really uh propped up a lot of uh problematic people in hollywood Uh, And he was kind of a conservative bastion of Hollywood in an otherwise very liberal uh, uh, industry. So uh, like, and the the way people tried to cancel Donald Trump so many times, like here's the other thing with canceling is it can really only work on people who haven't built up a defense against it. Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump has built up a defense against it. He has the walls built that are able to protect himself. No matter how many people come forward and say that they've been raped by him, no matter how many people come, like, he he has the protections in place. So conservatives saw like that people tried to cancel Donald Trump so many times with public outrage uh, that they kind of saw cancel culture as this affront against conservatism. Um, and now it's like the. the it's what everyone's talking about. God damn it. I don't want to talk about Pepe LePew, <laughs> motherfucker. I don't want to talk about, about Mr. Potato Head. I don't want to talk about this stuff. Or I want to Seuss talk books. about <laughs> I don't want to talk about Dr. Seuss. I, like and here's the thing is they're complaining that like it's the liberals that are doing this. I mean, kind of, not like not really. It's it's companies doing this. It's capitalism doing this. It's people changing the way that they're working in order to maximize their profit. Like, if you're gonna be angry, be angry at that. Like, if you wanna be angry, be angry at minimum wage. If you wanna be angry, be angry at like, uh, the stimulus checks not being big enough. Like, why are we talking about this stupid ass culture war bullshit? Why are we talking about Pepe fucking Pew? Like, <laughs> it's, it's so frustrating because like, there are real problems out there that yeah, there are hurting are. real people. And everyone is so distracted by this other stuff that it's so hard to actually get things done. There was this uh, Senator or or House Representative the other day uh, that got up there and was like, please, for the love of God, stop talking about Dr. Seuss and just work with us, please. We want to do things to help people. If you would just stop living in your fantasy world and instead come back to reality and work with us, Please, that's all I'm asking. And, like, that's where I'm at. I'm like, I I don't even talk to conservatives anymore because they're living in a fantasy land, and I can't relate to that.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's a very, like, um, complicated issue because, I mean, we got social media, so that even makes things more worse and amplified because one sub-idea could become, like, this major thing that could be the number one trending topic on Twitter that people are all, like, trying to debate on.
1: Like, yeah. Oh, and, like, yeah the weird thing
0: is that like
1: three like even two years ago you had you were like terminally on always online people yeah and then you had everyone else and then the pandemic happened and everybody 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 is terminally online everybody's an always online twitter user everybody's an always online reddit user everyone's an always online youtube person uh so a lot of our our culture stuff is online, and conservatives really are good at controlling narratives. Conservatives are really good at, at making sure that we're talking about what they want to talk about. And where I'm at is I'm like, I don't care if a Pepe Le Pew. Can we please talk about how Alabama uh, uh, Amazon warehouses are unionizing? Can we please talk about the $15 minimum wage? Can we please talk about things that actually affect people? Can we please talk about the Voting Rights Act? Like... <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about stuff that actually affects people. Or, like, can we talk about art? Can we talk about exactly. music? Yeah. Can we talk about <laughs> a, a movie? Can we talk about how that makes you feel? Can we talk about um, what's going on inside you, not, not what's going on that is impacting? Like, right. Why do we have to live in this weird fantasy world where Pepe Le Pew matters? I have no idea. Um I, I got an answer for you. An answer. Yeah, so. right. okay. Okay. <laughs> uh so I, I don't know if you've heard of Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky is a uh, is a leftist political analyst. Okay. He's boring as fuck and condescending as a motherfucker and uh he, he's he's a bit of an asshole, but he's right about everything. <laughs> and um he's been studying the media since the 80s and how about five companies controlled by about 20 white dudes really control what we all see and how we all think.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, And it's called manufactured consent. And um, I I highly recommend you look up manufactured consent. It's it's really, really important uh, to apply to your media literacy because like, once you kind of know, okay, there are people out there that want me to not think about the things that matter, because if you're not thinking about the things that matter, you're thinking about things that don't matter, and then you disagree with people about those things that don't matter, and now you're bickering with each other about shit that doesn't matter, and now you can't unionize, <laughs> and now you can't like, you you can't know your neighbor and 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 form a collective. You can't you can't really work with other people because you're always bickering about stuff that doesn't matter. Um, and this uh, this manufactured consent really really benefits only the wealthiest people on the planet, and um, it it really makes sure that like okay if 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 you disagree with other people in your community more you are less likely to work with those other people you are uh, if you hate brown people and um, there's like this this threat of of these people taking your jobs, you're going to be less likely to unionize with those people. You're going to be like, uh, and and like, this is all theory that goes back a hundred years. Like uh, the, the unions that used to segregate were the unions that failed because they, the, the bosses were like, yeah, no, you, you can't trust those black people. They're going to Mm. steal your jobs. Mm -hmm. Like that was literally the narrative a hundred years ago. And now it's the same, but with Mexicans Mm. and, um, it's it's this whole using petty differences to make sure that people won't work together, and once we once we kind of snap out of that that fantasy land of bickering over stupid shit that doesn't matter, we might be able to work
0: together a little bit better. Yeah, we it kind of goes back to like the um, the George Orwell theory, the 1984. Yeah, uh, the the new speak kind of. Yeah, thing. the new speak. Big brother's always watching. I'm controlling what you're di- digesting. Um, whether that be the technology you and look a, at or things you read. It's a very like plausibly de-
1: deniable control as well because they're like, oh no, I'm not actually controlling what people are thinking. I'm just talking about this thing that I think is important. And then like they can kind of be like, yeah, no, this, this I'm not controlling anything. You have the freedom to do whatever you want. You You can read whichever of these 20 newspapers that I own. And yeah, no, it, it's, it's a whole thing. And I think that um, part of that is, is, yeah, like conservatives have this same fear of the media can't be trusted. And I think it's that they, they essentialize it too much. They're like, okay, there are people in the media that own the media, so therefore the media can't be trusted. Reductionists, stupid. There are people who control the media, so you have to learn what to believe for yourself, and how to ign- like notice when something is trying to manipulate you and when something is just genuine information so like there are a lot of people out there that just don't know how to discern from uh from manufactured consent and actual factual information and i think that goes
0: back to like media literacy oh yeah definitely so, some people just take it like oh wait you said this so this will stands, but you stand, didn't like Read it all the way through. You didn't really like take the points from it because, like, yeah, everything like, you can't just read it once. You gotta like read it over a few more times. I can
1: watch Fox News and get the news of the day in like the five minutes that they actually tell me the news of the day. The other two hours of slog is all like very, very intentional manipulation tactics, on to keep
0: you engaged and watching.
1: Yeah, and and part of it is is Utilizing outrage and in a time where people are scared, using outrage to your advantage is a valid strategy and conservatives are very, very good at it. Like the Black Lives Matter protests were so popular because the protest organizers were able to harness public outrage and use it in a positive way. Um, so I don't think that using public outrage at a thing is inherently bad. It can be positive. It can be negative. I think that the manipulation tactics that Fox News and, and conservative media uses are dangerous, 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 dangerous.
0: Got a good point there. <laughs> he said sip, 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 sip. Got to take a drink. I was <laughs> getting parched. Parched. Press the drink. Stay hydrated button. Stay hydrated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's where I'm at. Is basically I, that's why I like to use my video game streams to kind of talk about politics a little bit, because if I can get someone to open up their mind to a new concept, even if I can just get someone to like go look up Noam Chomsky, even if I can just go get someone to to read a little bit about logic or philosophy or something like that, if I can talk about something that piques someone's interest a little bit, I can send them on a journey to kind of. Educate themselves, um, so uh, that, that that's what I kind of try to sneak into my video game streams a little bit
0: is a little bit of consciousness. Like the biggest like point in that also is like even if you like disagree with something, if you're like willing to just open your mind and like a look at from another person's perspective, like why they see this way, and like take a deeper dive into it than just trying to stay like this is what I see and this is what stands and this is what we like you're gonna be. Better in the long run with like knowing information instead of just being like I only know this way. Yeah,
1: yeah, and like that's why uh, I, I brought up the whole conservatives have the same fear, mm-hmm. but they're just directing their energy in the wrong mm-hmm. way about mm-hmm. about fear of media control. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, the the media it does have a certain level of control, yeah. and it's usually just to benefit corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, usually just to benefit the economy uh but not the economy for you the economy for them and um yeah like one of the biggest things that like taught me this was I tried to unionize my workforce when I was Mm -hmm. working in A V and I I met up with a a union representative and um he was like okay so something that you need to know is you need to know about the union busting tactics that they're going to use. And they are going to stoke sexism. They are going to stoke racism. They're going to stoke uh, uh, all of these uh, little petty differences in between their workers to try and get them to do that. And I'm like, damn, hmm. our entire country does that all hmm. the time. The the discussions about what is and is not a, a, like a, a feminine thing to do or a masculine thing to do. Like the whole uh, fellas, is it gay to do the, this thing? like it's so stupid and it's so reductive but it really brings benefit to a lot of like stuff that feeds on insecurities and it also gets men fighting with each other like i used to be terrified to talk to other men i used to be mm. terrified to talk to straight guys mm. because I'm like, they all hate me. They think that I'm disgusting. <laughs> right. they're, they're going to like be violent against me or mm-hmm. something like this. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to genuinely have that fear, but now I'm like, damn, I got to talk to straight dudes if I want to get them to, to you know listen to my ideas. Right. And a lot of the time, if you can just kind of make those bridges and talk to people, they can be, uh, as long as you can find what other people's concerns and fears and worries are, you can really form connections based on that and, and kind of build something positive because the whole point is if they have you in fear of each other, you can never form connections with each other. Right. Bonds are important.
0: Form those bonds.
1: Oh yeah. And like (laughs) the other thing about like unionizing specifically was learning about how um, you can disagree with people and Mm -hmm. still have them be your allies uh, and, like, as a person who used to be a liberal, mm-hmm. um, I was very much stuck up in the whole purity politics of it. Mm-hmm. I was like, you got to be accepting of all people all the time, no matter what. You can never be sexist. You can never mm-hmm. be racist. You can never... Mm-hmm. And and learning about uh, uh, some, some, like, theory about, okay, there aren't racist people, there are racist ideas and policies. There aren't homophobic people. There are people who have been indoctrinated to think that this is an affront against God or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are ideas and policies rather than people. Once you once you like separate the people from the bad thing, you can really work with people a lot more because then you can be like, okay, it's now us against the bad thing instead mm-hmm. of me against you.
0: Yeah. Because like sometimes it may just be like, what you grew up with, the ideas you grew up with, and you encounter them in your life, they're not really what you thought. It's like the big bad wolf, like, oh, you thought the big bad wolf was really bad, then you end up communicating with, he ain't that bad, like, what? You were just trained to think this way, but now it's like time for you to just learn from your experiences and learn that maybe it wasn't as bad as what you were taught or what your mind thought, because you hadn't experienced it yet, so you just already had this pre-consumed, pre-consumed view.
1: Yeah, and I also think that there is there is some merit in drawing a line with mm-hmm. some people, because there is going to be a point where okay, they're not they're not ready to form the bridge yet, because yeah. it is a two way street. Yeah, you can't you can't, you can't force somebody form, to do something. You can't force someone to respect you. You can reach out with respect. Yeah, and if they can reach out with respect back, you can do something to be us against the problem instead mm-hmm. of the problem being you and me. um and uh yeah so i I think that there is like a certain line to be drawn at some point uh where it's like okay i'm never going to be able to connect with this racist person because they haven't come to terms with how to deal with that yet they aren't ready they're on their own journey they gotta figure it out i'm not the person to take them out of that because it's someone else can do it i don't have the energy (laughs) to fix every racist person i don't have the energy to fix every homophobic person but i can reach out to someone who kind of has some concerns or some worries that has some borderline respect for me and then it can be us against the problem but if 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 there's a situation where it's like okay i'm reaching out with the olive branch but you're gonna punch my punch my in the face like (laughs) it's like "I'm,
0: i'm good Okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw that line. I'm, I'm out. I'm out.
1: <laughs> Someone else can reach out to you and pull you a little bit closer to me, if if we if we, right. we want to get to that point. Uh, so once upon a time, last summer, okay, I tried, time. I tried LSD for the first time. Oh snap! And it was really, really incredible at getting me to understand the world a little bit better, because where I was before that is I had like just I was always afraid. I was always, um angry at like the way our society was built because i didn't understand it i didn't really have any understanding of it so like at the height of of the lsd high i watched koyana the the documentary from the 80s Mm -hmm. it's it's basically just a whole bunch of patterns over this chant in japanese Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and um when you're high on lsd you hyper focus on patterns Mm -hmm. and um a movie about showing the patterns of our world it really helps you kind of recontextualize okay this is kind of why everything is the way it is and then as i was coming down from the high i was i was like talking to a few people i was like god you got to try this with me you got to try this with me and one of my friends who used to do lsd a lot but has dropped it for 20 years now uh was like I've had my moment with that. I'm past that point in my journey. And because I was like still kind of coming back and, and, and recontextualizing the world again, um, I was like, damn, we're all at a different place. Nobody's at the same place. Good things aren't universal. Bad things aren't universal. Everyone is at a different place in their journey. And what I can do is I can emit this energy out to other people in what I say, what I do to try and like get them to where I am, but I'm never going to be able to, to, to take someone out of their own journey and place them directly with me, because that's not universal. Everyone's at, at their own different spot in, in the world. And once you're able to kind of uh, acknowledge that, you can meet people where they are a, little, a lot more frequently.
0: Facts valid. Yeah. Disclaimer. Benedict is out here giving you that knowledge. If you didn't know, now you know. (laughs) Yeah. It's very much about
1: uh, being able to realize that you can, you can meet people where they are and that like, not everybody is going to be exactly where you are and you're not going to be able to be exactly where everyone else is. And you're able to kind of fix a lot of the loneliness that's out there right now. If you're able to realize that
0: everyone's in their own character development you know yeah the main character of your own story you're gonna get there
1: (laughs) yeah and like i I think that idea of like being the main character in in your own story everyone kind of views everyone else as the side characters
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um but once you're able to reframe that and be like okay yeah no i'm i'm the main character in my story They're the main character of their story. Mm -hmm. They might be in chapter two and I'm in chapter five. Yeah. They might be in chapter 11, but I'm in chapter one. Right. And once you're able to kind of realize that, you can be like, okay, yeah, no, that that means that I might be able to learn something from this person. Maybe I can teach something to this person. Maybe we can just uh, enjoy each other's presence for a little bit. Right. uh, So, yeah, uh, that was a, a big thing for me. And like, that convinced me to go into therapy, that convinced me to start creating my own shit, that convinced me to to, um, to, to be more confident in myself and what I was putting out into the world uh, and to be more confident with like taking in the world. And yeah, it was really like formative for me uh, in, in all of that, so.
0: Well, all the things you said have just all just led up to like this ultimate, we know who you are now. And I'm happy for your journey. I'm happy where you done started. I'm happy where you are now. Appreciate the love, the feedback, yeah, the musical ideas, the political ideas. You brought everything to this. And hey, happy to know this will be the second episode of the, of the second season of Talks with AQ. Which, Hell yeah! You know what I'm saying? This is <laughs> it's an honor. It's truly an honor. You know, I'm just going. You know, I'm just gonna have it drop today at some point because this was a great conversation. I'm glad you came through. You- commented on facebook said i'm joining y'all still you still doing this so yep (laughs) what an invite there you go (laughs) yeah no and like i think that uh
1: reaching out when you see an opportunity is important because you know i could have spent my day playing video games right now right but instead i had a really really good conversation with you and oh yeah and i think taking taking grasp of those opportunities is important. And I, and I used to be very afraid to do that and now I'm not so much anymore. So
0: you are a doer. Yeah. <laughs> you got to do shit. Yeah, you gotta... Do it now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, thank you so much for, uh, for having me on. It, it was no problem. truly an incredible conversation. No problem. And, like talking to you always, always feels very
0: uh, constructive and like something good is happening out of it. So. Same with you. I, I thank you for coming through you know, I'm always there to support you in the Twitch journey. You are like 215 followers, only but you're gonna get up there. I'm waiting to see the the 1K. <laughs>
1: yeah, like I, I used to think that that was completely unobtainable, but I think that like as long as I keep at it with some consistency, yeah, and um, I, I'm able to, yeah, take take a hold of some opportunities and and maybe push myself out of my comfort zone sometimes to, to really keep growing. Well, well, it's a possibility. I could be at one K out
0: of a year. I could, could. I could it you could, could happen. You could. We done manifested it. There we go. Yeah. work. Manifest it. Come on now. <laughs> well, I'm not going to take too much of your time. Thank you for taking the time to be here.
1: Absolutely. And, and thank you for having me and thank no you problem. for doing these. I think, I think that, uh, no yeah you're, you're taking a hold of your opportunities as well and you're making yes. your own shit and that's yes, super super always.
0: cool got that logo behind me i'm here aq you're doing it yes but yeah thank you everybody who's tuned in today please be sure to check us out next week for the newer things like this if you guys think i should do more of this Please comment below, like the video, also subscribe. Also follow Fox Bandic on Twitch. Please support him. Support, support, support. And also be sure to watch him wherever he goes live with his streams. Streams are very entertaining. Yeah,
1: 7.30 p.m. Central Standard
0: Time, uh, weeknight. There we go. There we go. Plug yourself in there. Also, Absolutely. Pete the merch. bye merch Day, y'all. Teespring. Inspired by AQ versus AQ the singer. But thank you for being here once again. And I'm going to sign off. Where's okay, that, where's no that pause button it. at? Have a good.